Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. What's going on, family? It's your man, Gerard Bonner of Bonner Fide Radio, and this is On Course with Heart Ramsey. We call these sessions Heart to Heart. It's a great opportunity for you to hear the heart of God through the man of God and through great conversation. Of course, we're talking to Pastor Heart Ramsey. Pastor Heart, how are you, sir? Doing well, Gerard. How you doing? I am fantastic. So, I want to talk about this. Uh, I think a lot of people, certainly in the church world, have heard this name. If you haven't, I'm sure you're going to very, very soon. Dr. Matthew Stevenson, who a lot of people have um, heard of. Of course, he's doing incredible work with all nations in Chicago, and they have church plants uh, pretty much all over the country. Uh, not long ago, he started a series called The Honor Code and released this 30 to 45 second video snippet from a sermon he preached where he apologized to musicians and Levites for the ways in which over the years pastors uh, have treated musicians. It was, at least from where I sit, where I sat, it was a, a very powerful a uh, powerful assertion and a powerful apology and ministry moment. And yet there were many on social media who took umbrage with this, didn't feel like it was appropriate, felt like it was inaccurate, felt like it was not necessarily a true picture of the relationship between musicians and pastors, et cetera, et cetera. As a musician and a pastor, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. What do you think about uh, the sentiments that were expressed in that video? Well, you know, first of all, I saw the uh, I saw the clip, and um, I want to begin by saying I have amazing respect for Dr. Stevenson. As a matter of fact, he's supposed to be at uh, my Montgomery location on May 25th, which is what a couple of weeks Just from now. A couple of weeks. That's going to be a crazy day. Holy yeah, cow. he's coming. He's coming down for a prophetic encounter. I had a chance to meet him up close, and and I'm going to speak to this. And any any of you listening, if you know Dr. Stevenson per- personally, um, I, I I met him, and we text uh, from time to time. I have great respect for him. And, and I, 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 I guess it's mutual. Um, he's, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I want to say about impressions, first of all, when you when you first um, when you see him, he has a confidence about him that that um, could, is easily misunderstood. Sure. When you meet him in person, he's he's um, absolutely. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Genuine. Yes. Um, you could tell well read, sincere and spiritual man of God. He, he comes across like it's, it's deeply genuine, mm-hmm. which what you see happening. Um, th- that is my take. He is yeah. d- deeply genuine. And, um, and um, what he was addressing with the musicians, I, I don't even remember when, when TC died mm-hmm. um, a couple years ago, I, I, a couple pastors reached out to me and asked me to speak to this um, issue of the pastor and, and, uh, and musician and a, a, a brother of mine, a, a friend, he called me Big Bro. He's in down in Mobile, mm-hmm. um, Pastor uh, Robinson down there. Asked me would I would I do a video? And I did a Facebook Live where I addressed it. 
and it, it went viral um, mm -hmm. dealing with this issue of the musician and the pastor's relationship. It's so deep. I've taught it. I've taught it in different um, conferences, and so um, I don't see uh, what he what, what Matthew Stevenson said to the musicians was spot on mm -hmm. in terms of there is this. In matter of fact, there's a teaching in the Old Testament. It's called uh, Tobias. Tobias's stuff, and how how the, uh, that long and short of it is this guy moved in. They, they clean out a room where the where the the grain and the, the um, produce was stored that was that was supposed to pay the singers and the and the musicians. Mm -hmm. They clean they clean out all the grain from that room and put a man in there by the name of Tobias, and he was just an arrogant somebody, and he was in there. And because they, they had they had nowhere to store the grain for the musicians and the singers, um, the musicians and singers had to go back to the fields to work a day job and then come back and perform their temple duty. And some of them just couldn't do the double shift. And so the, the ministry in the house was lacking. Wow. I teach my musicians about this all the time. Wow. Um, I was a musician for years. And um, I remember I worked for one church that, that was doing really well for themselves. And they were paying me $9,000 a year at the time I had a wife and three kids. Wow. And so, um, and this is not very long ago. This is right, right before I started NCC. So I understand that dynamic of it. There, there is the conversation, and not a conversation to be had. There's an order that needs to be restored mm. to how church is done. Now, now, I have a lot of differences in the way I perceive, and I want to talk about that if, if you allow me to. Here's the first. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, absolutely. I was agreeing with you. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have, I have a lot some differences, and and I want to speak to the people that that I, I didn't see any of the dissension on um social media. I, I must have missed that. Um, I, I, I could tell though from from the people that follow um Dr. Stevenson either on social media or members of his church or members of his organization around the nation, I could tell that um that that people were coming for him because of the responses of the, of the people. Mm -hmm. I want to begin by saying this. Let's be careful. Um, even the people who support and defend, even myself and other pastors, is that when people come for us, man, let's not be unspiritual. Let's not come across like um, in a way that's not um, um, representative of, of what our ministry really is. Right. I, I, I want to speak to that because I saw a lot of c uh, comments on, on, on social media this morning. I felt that they were a little bit over the top. Mm -hmm. um, the people who came for him, I think their problem may have been that that's not their testimony. Mm -hmm. and, it, and, and, you know, it's a powerful thing because because um, that, the word that he gave spoke to a specific dynamic that happens. It happens a lot. Right. But it's not like, for example, my musicians don't have that testimony. Mm -hmm. I love them. I love them. Matter of fact, I could tell you some stuff that, that, that if it was if I said on the podcast, it may it may be too personal for, for, um, for me to share. But I have a, a father. Um, sons and my my drummer's a daughter, uh, uh, daughter. But I have this relationship with uh, my my music ministry that that is almost parental mm -hmm. from the perspective of I used to be them, right? And and in in some ways I'm like I front the choir when the when when the choir puts out records. Um, I I'm the I'm the the, the name on there. The next record is going to be Heart Ramsey presents and not and not Heart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir. But I I'm I'm the one that's fronting the the choir. Yeah. So I have this relationship with them, and our testimony is um uh, ex with exception of a few instances. I have, I have, I'm greatly respected by, by my um, music ministry. Mm -hmm. And so, and so to, to some pastors saw that and, and they, they went, well, that's not my testimony. And then the other extreme is some musicians are doing that junk to pastors. Right. They, they're coming into the situation 
Um, and they're not looking to be pastored. Man, but matter of fact, they feel that's invasive. They feel like, man, I don't want you telling me. All I need, this is a gig, mm-hmm. and you're not my only gig. I ain't just sleeping with this church. I'm sleeping with the other churches, too. Wow. And what I need to happen is just, I'm going to do my due diligence, and, and you're going to pay me my money. That's some, some musicians want that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so what they felt, I think they felt like, and again, I didn't see any specifically. I have to go look after this. But I think some people were looking at it from the perspective of, wait a minute. What about the pastors that's been done wrong by musicians for a long time? Mm-hmm. And I, I could tell you some stuff. I mean, I've been left high and dry on a Sunday morning where we had to use stems. Wow. And intentionally. Wow. And I had a musician do that to me. I had to use stem. Um, not, not only were they not there for the service, but they are watching on stream. Stop playing. For real. Wow. And and I'll be honest with you. And and, and there was a, there for the to speak for the musician. There were there was an extenuating circumstance that I, I felt the musician had been wronged. Mm. I felt he had been wronged. But the way he handled that, um, he was not wronged by by the senior pastor. And he should have given the senior pastor a chance to resolve it. Sure. But so so the, I think pastors are looking at it from the perspective of, um, they, they they're nursing wounds. And and I, but I, I don't think the right thing for them to have done was to go on social media and and kind of attacked if that's right. what they did. Uh, you, tell me what you saw. I, I didn't see any of that. Yeah, you know, I saw a few things. Um, some coming from pastors and uh, just this idea for one that it's not their testimony, like you said. Um, but for another that as a musician they had done some pastors wrong but then in another scenario there was the thought that all of this is done to promote uh, a ministry and to serve as a technique to galvanize more people behind a cause and so mm-hmm. they were they were very critical uh, well, let me say that. Jimmy, let me cut you off and say, I'm gonna say this. This I'm gonna tell you this. If that is their concern, let me tell you how I view that. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Right. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Mm-hmm. And so what my heart is on that is let's 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 go to the dark side. And let's say it, it was some um diabolical technique being used by a master um um, prophet who who perceived this as a way to, to garner a following. And those are the words I choose. Mm-hmm. So so if that's the case, man, I'm like Gamelia. Leave it alone, man. Right, right. Because the bottom line is, if it's God, you can't fight against it. Right. And if it's not God, God gonna fight against it. Right. See, see the the way I, I perceive this whole thing, and 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 um. <laughs> I think the, the way I see it, Gerard, is if it was some kind of technique, mm-hmm. Bishop Jake says something years ago. He said, if you, this, and this may not apply directly to what we're talking about, but Bishop Jake said, if you teach your sons to fight mm-hmm. when they have no one else to fight, they will fight you. Wow. So if you invite rebels into the house, mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and you you kind of pacify their rebellion and say, it's not, it wasn't you, it was them. You have to understand, they're not called rebels. I say it like this, they don't rebel because they're called rebels. They're called rebels because they rebel. Right. And so if, and, 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 and eventually, for example, um, um, 
if, if you are if you have rebellion in your heart, that means you do not you do not like authority. You don't want to be under authority. Um, you're gonna ra- you're gonna rise up. Yeah. And so and so I don't I don't think I, 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 the, the the Matthew Stevenson that I met and I'm speaking Dr. Stevenson if you hear this forgive me for even addressing your name like this like you you know like third party but I'll say this it, the man that I met was wiser than that right the, the, I, 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 the, what I took away from that is, is that he's wiser than to do that because he knows the Bible he understands how this works mm-hmm. if you're working some kind of system. Man, listen, I said when people used to come to my church, I'm not kidding you, from other churches, mm-hmm. and they come in there talking about it, about their pastor, I was stopping immediately and saying, hey, I'm going to tell you this right now. You can't bring that up in here. Right. Because my rule is, if you, if you, here's the thing, if you walk in mud outside, if you, if you walk in mud to get from one house to come to my house, you're going to track that mud inside my house. Absolutely. So I always would go back and tell them, go clean your shoes. Right. Go clean your shoes. I don't mind you walking away from that ministry if you don't feel it's for you. But don't bring that junk over here. Don't bring don't bring that. If your heart is, is jacked up, if there's unforgiveness, if there's wounds and pains. Listen, if you're coming over here for healing, then we're going to get you healed. But don't come over here to, um, thinking I'm going to jump on the bandwagon and blame this guy because here's what I learned. I've learned there's always, always more than one side to the story. Absolutely. You know, there's more than one side. And another thing, too, is that sometimes musicians, uh, I'll say this, they're not just musicians. I'm going to tell you what, what I've, I've learned about people in general. I'm speaking from the, the uh, standpoint now as an employer. Sure. Um, I don't care what you pay people. Mm-hmm. If they don't know how to budget, they're going to always need money. Now, that's the truth. It's true. You're going you're gonna to always need money. And so um, I think I, I want to go back and go back to the original thing. And Gerard, this is my heart about it. Yes. The church needs to prioritize paying uh, musicians for what they do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and some of your singers, and I'm going to tell you this right now. Some, I remember one time one of my choir directors came to me and said, Pastor, why do you pay the band and not the singers? Mm-hmm. And I told her, we have too many singers. What, when, when do we stop? I mean, if, if you have, like at the time, the NCC Family Choir, between the, between the, um, the two locations in, uh, back then, was 140 voices. And so my thing is, if, okay, so which singers get paid? Right. And, and what, about, what about you come to the house of the Lord and we serve the Lord with glad? I mean, there's a, there's a portion of this. Part of it is, is vocational. The other part is occupational. Right. So, so um, occupational, for example, um, Greg um, is my, uh, uh, Greg Johnson is my minister of music. He has my music. Um, uh, I have Charles uh, J. Butler, mm-hmm. not the, not Charles Butler, the artist, but this is my Charles Butler. This is C.J. Butler. That's my yes. Charles. And so, and so, and so these are my guys and they're my full-time guys, mm-hmm. but their job is more than just Sunday morning. They don't just get up there and sing and play. They organize. Jo- I pay them to lead my music ministry. So the people who come and look, watch this now, um, they volunteer. When I speak vocationally, I speak of people who volunteer, mm-hmm. who serve and give their gift to the Lord. This is a, this is a part of their worship. You can't worship without service. Jesus right. told the devil, he said, it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shall, thy, shall thou serve. And so serve Service is a part of my worship. If I have to get paid for my my, uh, my worship, then man, come on now. But then now, now you say, well, Pastor, wait a minute. Uh, uh, what are you saying here? We, we shouldn't get paid. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying some people's job is is like Charles and Greg is to be there. And yes, we should pay them well. They should have insurance. They should have benefits. They have, should have. They should be paid mm-hmm. a, 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 a good wage. Mm-hmm. 
The, the workman is worthy of his hire. Yes. But the hireling, if you're just there for the money, you're not worthy of the work. The workman is worthy of the hire, but the hireling is not worthy of the work. So don't hire hirelings, hire workmen. Yeah. And let them and let them lead the music ministry. And I think they should be paid and the church should be more intentional by setting up a budget. Mm -hmm. the, um, I mean, I, I'm about to get in trouble. Why is the, the, okay, the bishop is making what? A million dollars? And your musician making what? 25,000? Wow. Come on. Wow. Something is wrong with that. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to, you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. And now, a word from our sponsor. Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Hart Ramsey. Yeah. There are now two ways for you to receive this regular encouragement via text message. Simply text Uplift to 46786 and you'll receive this regular encouragement on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To receive this encouragement on a daily basis, download the NCC Family app available in the app stores for Apple and Google Play. Once again, to receive Hart Ramsey's Uplift via text message, simply text Uplift to 46786 and you'll be able to receive this encouragement on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. To receive Hart Ramsey's Uplift on a daily basis, simply download the free NCC Family app available in the app stores for iTunes and Google Play. Uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Yo. Subscribe today to Hart Ramsey's Uplift. I know you're going to dig this. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. So, so let's ask the question that uh, <laughs> this is this is good. We're going to address the elephant in the room. So, uh, let, let's start here. First question being, how do you determine who should be hired and who should work as a volunteer? Let's start there. The Bible says. Uh, I think that the Bible talks about skill. Yes. That there's there's certain there's a certain skill level 
that should should be brought to the table um, when it comes to hiring for the house. And then more importantly to me is the spirit of the house. I'm going to talk about Greg and Greg, uh, you know, I'm going to talk about Greg because he, he's just amazing. Daniel yeah. Johnson introduced me to Greg Johnson. Okay. They're not brothers, but I used to call them the brothers Johnson. Right. And Daniel um, brought Greg and he, and he loved certain things about Greg. But when I met Greg, um, what we love about him, he, his heart is amazing. I believe that one day he's going to pass. I, I say it, he's going to get mad and I said it. Publicly, but it's a truth. Yeah, <laughs> but but the thing what I love about him is it's our Greg and my relationship with Greg is not just musical. Right, I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. Greg uh, keeps me inspired musically. He, I, I I need music as 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 a distraction from all the, the my crazy schedule. Yeah. And Greg will help me, and we'll sit down, we'll talk. We while he's sharing music with me, I'm sharing the word. I'm 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 grooming and polishing him polishing him in the word because yeah. I believe music is just an entrance into what he's going to ultimately do. Right. There has to be this mentoring relationship between the pastor and the musician. That's good. But at the same time, what Greg has that a lot of these cats don't have is that Greg honors me. Mm-hmm. Greg honors me. I don't, I don't, I don't doubt that Greg would laugh. I mean, Greg, Greg, Greg treats me like a father. So you know how sometimes a kid will talk about the father say, man, sure. he, so, so I don't doubt that he does that. He should. I mean, that's part of a relationship. But what I'm saying is he honors me. I feel the honor. My wife and I feel the honor. We sense it. Yeah. He will do things for us. He will buy things for us. Yeah. Um, we will buy for him. Um, and I'm telling you the craziest thing. I have this thing I do. I always sew instruments into my musicians. Wow. It's a part of what I do. No one did it for me. So I always buy, I, I love to give them my keyboard players. I buy them keyboards. I buy them, I, mean, I do things for my musician. Yeah. Here's the thing. I've done the least for Greg. Wow. And he showed me the most honor. Wow. And what I love about him is I will give Greg a piece of equipment and he will take care of it. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll come back and say, Greg, uh, how's that laptop holding up, man? It's, he passes good. I mean, it's all I need. Mm-hmm. Other cats be like, well, you know, um, there's a new thing on the market. And he's looking at Greg is, is conscious of the church's budget. Yeah. The things that, that uh, uh, if, our, if our attendance is low, he's taking it into consideration. He's not just talking about music. He's he gets back, he gets involved in the lighting and and how my mic sounds. And mm-hmm. you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. There, ha- there has to be, when you hire someone, their heart has to be for the house. Yeah. They it, their heart and and a lot of the people that come in, they don't want to be connected to the house. Um, um, you want to? I mean. I understand Dr. Stevenson apologizing for them not being pastored, but let me tell you something. We can't just take the oversight over them like the Bible tells us to do. The, the reality is this. We could we could rule over them according to Hebrews 13, but we can't overrule them. In mm. other words, we, we they have to give me permission to pastor them. Right. They have to give me permission. I can't just come pastor them. Right. I mean, I got I, listen, man, I could tell you some stories, man, of, of people who living uh, I, I've corrected people in my music ministry and they walked away from the church and to this day they call me everything but a child of God. Wow. Some people don't want to be corrected. Some people don't want to be chastised. They don't want to be pastored. Mm-hmm. I don't care how loving you do it. Some people think that if you tell them the truth about what's wrong in their life and how, what they need to do to uh, to move into a position to receive the grace of God flowing in their area, mm-hmm. they, they feel that you're a villain just for telling them they were wrong. Right. So, so um, I, I can see the other side of the argument. I, again, I don't know that, it's, that it was fair. I, I cannot speak to the motive. I want to go back and say I cannot speak to Dr. Stevenson's motive. Mm-hmm. Um, only God can do that. Sure. Uh, I, I'll just say uh, I, the man again. The man I met was wiser than what they are. Yeah. Um, accusing him of. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. He is he's that guy. And I think again, honestly, this this kind of goes into another one of those moments that uh, it, it, it gets touchy in this socially uh, social media driven age. I think this is one of those scenarios where there was something that was very specific for that house that maybe should not have gone public only because it becomes very hard in 30 or 60 seconds to get context. And, yes. and I think that's where people lose it sometimes. It's, it's unfair for somebody to jump into the middle of somebody else's service and they right. get 30 to 60 seconds and then they want to build an entire argument around it when they miss the, the front end and the back end of it, you know? So, yeah. 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 Gerard, I'm going to tell you something. And this, this is a sober, it's, it's almost like a prophetic thing that, that I want to I kind of release right here. I just want to share this. This is important. Yeah. We see other people's success mm-hmm. in light of our own successes or lack thereof. Mm. What we have to be careful with in this social media age is that we don't flaunt our success in a way that make other people feel inferior. Now, here's the thing. If a person feels inferior, there's nothing we can do. Like, for example, I'll use the example. You know, I, I start doing this thing for my members. My members love um, um, when, I, when, I, when I'm in the helicopter. They want, they want to know I'm in the helicopter because they want to pray for me. Right. So, so the last couple of Sundays, I posted pictures of me taking off. And, and some people were totally offended with that. Wow. They felt like I was I was trying to make them feel bad and try and make, act like we were better than them. That's not, that was not my motivation. No. But you know what's interesting? I saw their point. Mm. Let me let me tell you something that's interesting with this. I was uh, I woke up on uh, Monday morning to um to text messages and inboxes from pastors and this one pastor wrote me man and I'll be honest with you man it, it moved me to tears and he his thing was he said pastor you know thank you for your ministry thank you for encouraging me the post that you posted encouraged me so much because and he was telling me Gerard listen to this his Bible study had dwindled down to two people. Wow. After years of ministry. Wow. And he said, and here's the sad part. He said, he don't know why. He said, they stopped coming, but no one told him why. Hmm. And he's in this huge city. And, and I could hear his pain. And, and as, a, as, a, as a pastor who loves pastors, my heart was broken. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so what I try to do is, and here's what I told him. I said, I said, first of all, man, we post our successes. And I know you saw me taking off the other day. I said, let me tell you something. Man, my house is not always full. Mm-hmm. And I told him this. I said, my Atlanta, my Atlanta congregation should be further along. And it's not. Mm-hmm. And it's not. And, and in a way, it's, it's very discouraging. It, it could be, sometimes I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's part of, of ministry. Right. And sometimes what tends to happen is some of the, some people who may, who may um, feel slighted by the way, um, by the comments that Dr. Stevenson made mm-hmm. in his house, as you were saying, in the context of his house, right. and, 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 and as a part of a, of a, a longer message, maybe a one-hour-long um, discourse he was having with his congregation, mm-hmm. they saw the ministry portion of it. And what I know about him is he will preach an entire message, then go into ministry. Absolutely. So, they, so there's a whole word released on that. Absolutely. Okay? And so, and so but when they see it, um, it looks so successful and, and and it really makes them it makes people some people feel like like they're not they're not um 
effective or that we're not having that kind of success. And I think for all of us, this is what we have to be mindful of one another. I can't dumb myself down because because you are, are struggling. Right. I can't do that. It's a it's a disservice to God. Right. Um, and then I should not feel like um, I, I should deal if I have, if I'm jealous, I got to deal with my jealousy. Absolutely. I got to call it what it is. Yeah. It's human. Jealousy is a human emotion. I deal with it and I give it to God, but I don't go attacking the person because I, I'm jealous of their success. Not necessarily them, but their success. Right. And, and we have to understand that different people are different parts of the, of the races. Some are just starting. Mm-hmm. Some are starting over. Some are just hitting their stride. They didn't just begin. They just, God just brought them to the forefront. Yeah. And others, Gerard, are finishing. Mm. And, and these different legs of this race look so different. And you have to embrace the season you're in. Yeah. Now, while we're talking about this, I can't even imagine what John Gray is going through. John, John Gray was just giving the whole church. Right, right. right. And I, asked, I text him. I know he won't, he won't mind me sharing this. I text him the other day. I said, man, has this, has this sunk in on you yet? He said, no. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't. Mm-hmm. I think what has to happen is, 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 is of those who are on the forefront and, and you're hitting your stride, be mindful that there are people who are struggling. Mm-hmm. And those who are struggling have to be mindful that the people that God is, God is raising up, if God is raising them up, God is raising them up. Yeah. has nothing to do with you. has nothing to do with what God thinks of you. This is a part of you, and, and you have to manage this. You, we have to manage our hearts with this. And then we have to be sensitive. And, and I know I'm going to get criticisms for, for this, but I love, I, I, mean, I love all the parties involved. Mm-hmm. we got to be mindful. we got to be really mindful of, of not uh, promoting ourselves at the expense of others. Right. And I've done it. I've mm-hmm. done it, Gerard. Mm-hmm. Not intentionally. Mm-hmm. I've mocked. I, I remember I used to mock our, our churches that weren't getting the word because my, you know, my gift is my gift is teaching. Right. And so people tell me, well, what great word. So I would, I would mock and, 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 and the Lord was, was greatly displeased with me and he challenged me wow. to be better. Wow. He cha- the Lord challenged me not to promote my teaching gift. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, and matter of fact, we had a situation where the people would, would get it, would, would, would not want to come to church or leave the church. If one of my exhorters were teaching because they came for teaching. Wow. And I had to teach my people there's there's a benefit in exhortation. Right. While the teacher is able to teach you and give you revelation and insight into the scriptures, the exhorter's job is to encourage you. He can grab your heart and put it in places that a teacher can't. Mm. I can enlighten you, but he can inspire you. Yeah. And it's the same thing with a prophet. A prophet have a different ministry, man. Um, um, yes, the, the, if, if I'll be honest with you. All things being equal, some I heard one person say, "Well, well he, he talked about he's a deliverance minister." Well, he is, but mm-hmm. a prophet has to have a deliverance ministry. Right. That's a part of pro- pro- prophetic ministry. Why do you think God will tell you the future? Right. I mean, just as soon go, go get a soothsayer or a crystal ball. Right. No, God, the deliverance comes with it. Um, um, there's a way of looking into a person's life, and and some things happen over time, and some things happen in a moment. Right. And when God needs things to happen in a moment, he doesn't call for a teacher, he calls for a prophet. Right. When God wants deliverance, he calls for a prophet. When he wants development, he calls for a teacher. But what's interesting is this this pastor may have maybe a prophetic, uh, maybe may have a prophetic overtone, and this other one may have an instructional overtone. We should not compare ourselves with one another and say one is better than the other. That's dangerous with God. Yeah. And and I speak this, I mean, you know what? I speak this uh uh as an apostle in the faith, I've been, I've been, I've been with the company for thirty-five years. Right, right. You know, and and I say, 
that we have to be careful. And, and I say to those who are putting your mouth on something you don't understand, leave it alone. And I say to, to, to those who are hitting your stride, man, do it in humility. Do it in humility because the, the kingdom is God's, it's not ours. And yeah, um, I hope I haven't said too much. No, no, no. <laughs> this is this is so good, and I think it's necessary because uh, comparison can. Well, there's a well, there's a song that says comparison kills, and yes, and it and it does because what happens to a lot of us. And I like how you said, you know, you were talking about the different places that we are in the race, and you talked about one part that most people don't talk about, and that is the person who's finishing. You know, yeah. and if someone's finishing strong and we're just starting and we don't have the context to know that they're finishing, we'll really think that we're behind. And so then we start getting all these growth techniques and, and obviously church growth is necessary, but, you know, we want to get into the mechanics of it and how are we growing our social media and how are we growing this. Right. And we do that based on comparison to so-and-so. Yeah. You know, which is unfair. And I and I think that's a great point that you raise. So as we close, I want to ask this, and this is kind of another big question. So for the person who's in this spot of trying to figure out what's next in terms of growing their church, growing their business, what's the difference between, all right, I'm going to take these mechanics to grow what I'm doing versus allowing God to just breathe on it? Well, yeah, that's just an amazing question. Gerard, I'm going to tell you this. Um, every pastor that's, that's pastoring successful work for whatever length of time, they, they started a vision by faith. Right. The problem with most of us is we start in faith and we don't end in faith. Mm. And I think, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's important to know that the life, we, you know, you study the life expectancy of anything. That as you get into, we don't teach this, but it's true. You know what the average life of a, of a church is? A church that's not connected to a denomination. You know what the average life of it is? What is it? 27 years. Really? 27 years. Wow. Interestingly enough, Ron Carpenter. Exactly. Turned over redemption to John Gray in the 27th year. Wow. And I'm going to tell you what's amazing about it. He didn't turn over a struggling church. True. He turned over a, a thriving ministry with a five thousand seat sanctuary that's packed every service, mm -hmm. and and um and um his testimony is, uh, is powerful. I know I know Ron. Um, he, he befriended me during the um uh, this 2016 election. He reached out to me in love, man. What a loving man of God, man. He's a big a bridge builder, and one of the things that he that he taught me for just from watching this is is when it's time for you to, you have to have the same faith when it's time to end yeah. as you did when it's time to begin, mm -hmm. uh, 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 when, when, when you start out. And what's important is, I believe that, that uh, church growth, whatever you do to grow your church, you have to maintain it. Right. Because people aren't stupid. Right. Um, God has to draw the people to you. He does. That's what happens. He draws them to you. They come to hear you. And when the time is, oh, I'm going to tell you, and the same God that calls you will tell you, you know what? You start sensing a letting go. Mm -hmm. A letting go. A, 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 it's a, whether or not the, you can have a, a, a room full of people. You can have a room full of people. Ron, Ron told me, he said, um, he just sensed, man, it was just time. He said, just sensed like it was time. Mm. How do you look at a church that's packed and thriving and on fire and say it's time? 
Right. Because he, st- he never stopped trusting God. He never stopped having faith in God. Wow. And what, and what about you, if you only got um, um, 50 members coming? Mm-hmm. You don't know who those 50 people are, and you don't know why God chose to, to isolate that 50 people in this small body. Right. You know, um, some, of the, some of the most amazing leaders in the world were short people. God gave him a small body to do a big work. Did you need, always need a big body to do a big work? Gideon um, defeated um, the, the army that came against them. I believe the Amalekites, he defeated them uh, with 300 men, mm-hmm. reduced from 32,000. Right. So sometimes the, the victory that God gives you comes in the reduction, not in the not in the increase. Wow. You know, John the Baptist was able to successfully close out the old covenant. He was the last prophet of the old covenant, and and he did it in, using a simple formula: "I must decrease that he may increase." Right. And so I, I just pray my prayer, Father. I pray for all of the pastors and the musicians and all the people, the, the different things we talked about in this setting. Normally, I don't pray on these podcasts, but I sense in my heart, God, I pray for pastors who are discouraged and disappointed and, and expect more or expected more, don't know where they are in the race. I pray for supernatural enlightenment, for supernatural favor. Lord, I speak to these ministries, oh God, whatever attack of the enemy is coming against them, let your people, your men of God to know, your women of God to know that the battle is yours and that sometimes even them putting their hands on it is getting in the way. Putting their mouths on it is getting in the way. I speak, Lord, to uh, uh, those churches, oh God, where, where Satan has come and just swooped down like a wolf and took taking the sheep, took, just separated the flock. God, send new people, send people with hearts for the, uh, that, that can receive the gift that you've put in that man or woman of God. I receive this from you. I don't know who I'm praying for, but it's for someone. And I thank you that they receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, what a session, guys. What a session. And I really hope that you found this to be helpful, enlightening, and encouraging. So share with us what it is that you've learned from today's session uh, via social media. Use the hashtags either on course or heart to heart that's h-a-r-t the number two and then h-e-a-r-t be sure to subscribe to our podcast rate it and download it as well on itunes and google play and join us next time as we go on course with heart ramsey